all right so here's what we're doing right now uh this is the first episode back from our very long hiatus of the tsbo of tsbof podcast um so this is typically where we would do a disclaimer tell you that we're going to use words like fuck cunt motherfucker uh maybe some racial slurs here and there uh all types of disorderly conduct that, that shouldn't be listened to by anyone while that is all true what i would like to do right here is also is to apologize for the long hiatus um it's not anything that we anticipated anything that we planned the three of us have always vowed to have a a regular podcast we didn't want the hiatus but sometimes as the great excuse always goes life gets in the way so that being said at this point on as i record this podcast here uh i'm making a, a volume uh a volume swear i swear volume you know what i'm trying to say uh that you will get content from tsbof the podcast at least once every 30 days that's our short-term goal now our uh stretch goal is to get back on a regular schedule to where we have episodes every two weeks uh then our our next goal this is a, a personal goal of mine i can't really co-sign the other hosts or hosts of the show on this one but it is my personal goal that we get up to uh, w- uh one piece of content from tsbof every week so we'll be a weekly show it may not always be the same topics the same format but i want to have something out content for you guys every week and i hope that that would get us back on track so we can get our numbering where it should have been if there were no hiatus so those are the plans again we apologize and we hope that you come back to us and stick with us and um bear with us through the new formatting the new recording process that we get everything correct uh we definitely appreciate your time and your loyalty to the show and please 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 come back thank you so much and enjoy the following episode you have failed this city let's face it this is not the worst thing Hello, so welcome to another episode of Evanification, the, uh, basically the inventory episodes of TSBO of the podcast. These are where I, Evan, the third host, will basically have my soapbox and explain things that I like, things I don't like, and basically fill your ears with things in the event and times that the three guys can't all get together. Um, we made an agreement when we first started the show. Well, not when we first started, but at some point, that we would have episodes every other week. Um, with certain circumstances now, lives are getting busier, work schedules getting crazy for all three of us. Randy works at a different location of our uh, company now. It's becoming increasingly difficult to get episodes out on time, to get all three of the uh, hosts in the room at the same time. Um, So that's why I'm trying to record a number of these shows so we are prepared for times when we all can sit together and be together and and record a show. So this being one of those times. Well, maybe. 
Uh, this is going to serve as an inventory episode, so you may be seeing it soon, you may be seeing it in a year from now, but I want to make sure that we are prepared in times where we can't all get together. Um, this is also kind of like a dry run for a solo show that I might do at some time in the future if things ever slow down for me. Um, that show would be maybe called Evanfication. Or I think the Adapt Cast is, is another title I was throwing around. And it'll basically be about me talking about uh, adaptions, adaptations of certain works in other media. So that's going to be the basics of the basis of it. But it's also going to be like my show, my soapbox, or a show I can call, I can have guests and friends on, and we just discuss art in whatever medium the art may be in, whether it be music, music. Uh, literature, literature, uh, short stories, novels, black literature, um, movies, TV, anything like that. Um, with the cent- which will center around adaptations of media. I kind of liken it to uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever by the great Sean Pryor called the PKD Media Black Box Horse, as it will soon just refined to just the back the black box that's kind of format i'm going for so if you want to see what i'm talking about or listen to what i'm talking about rather basically go to itunes or wherever podcasts are and you can find that shit now uh for this episode i'm going to try to focus on speaking about oh okay let's go back a little bit if you are a listener to this show you probably know that uh I've struggled with uh, <laughs> uh, being perceived as a cad. Not a can, comedy-ass nigga, but a cad. So this year, uh, I kind of took a vow of celibacy to kind of get my mind right, figure out what I wanted out of life and out of, a, out of a mate. And so in that time frame, it allowed myself to clear my mind and focus on things that are important, focus on my art. As you probably know if you listen to the show, I am an aspiring writer. I have two short stories, no, three short stories on Amazon Kindle, Competing with Ghosts, Retrospective Introspection, The Overlooked of the Three, and Ava. So if you're interested, you can definitely check those stories out to see what you think. And I'm working on a novel right now called Two Weeks Notice. Well, I'm not working on it. It's completed. I have it out to a couple of, of what they call beta readers, who are people who read over the novel, give you thoughts, and insight, and input to try to make it better. And, that's, and that is getting ready for submission to uh, potential agents. Um, then I'm working on another novel right now as in actually writing it called, um, they'll send more like a, a, a crime thriller, thriller comedy. Um, and I'm working on a screenplay, um, that is tentatively titled, excuse me, <clears throat> what is it tentatively titled? Oh, identity affirmation with a good friend to the show. Double D. Anyway, uh, sorry about the plugs. But speaking of plugs, um, if if you follow me on Instagram at Jones Describe, you may know that I also uh, have a pretty cool ass beard. Uh, I'm a beard connoisseur mainly because I'm I my hair is thinning and the only hair I can control is on my beard and on my face. 
But in any event, uh, I've been honored to become a beard ambassador for a company called the Dark Horse Beard Company. And if you are thinking about getting any beard oils or balms, just keep in mind, if you want to check out the Dark Horse Beard Company at www.airyys.com, if you like their product and want to try it out, if you use code EVAN, E-V-A-N, you can save 15% at checkout. Not saying you have to, but if you are already have a beard or thinking about growing one and want, and want to have your beard looking sheeny, sheeny? Have that sheen and luster that you might see on my beard, then you can try out the Dark Horse Beard Company. Um, in any event, I say all of that to get to the main topic of this uh, inventory episode. Um, basically, what's going on? In that time, I, w- I wanted to explore my art as I've done my writing and also read great books. Starting in January, I made a vow, a commitment to try to read five books per month. Now, when I say books, it could be any collected edition. So it could be a graphic novel that's the, or a trade paperback of a collection of comic book stories. I differentiate the two because they're different things. A lot of bougie people try to call any kind of comic book in a collective form a graphic novel, and it isn't. Unless you call it, well, I guess Warren Ellis called something that he wrote, a serialized graphic novel. That's kind of apt. But I think that a graphic novel is something that was written and drawn for the intention of it being a single volume of work, not something that was serialized in the ongoing uh, periodical. That's just a little rant. Um, anyway, so I've been trying to read five books a month, and I've been pretty strong in that commitment. Um, so I, this being towards the end of the year, I kind of wanted to go over my some of the great books that I've read this year. Uh, not all of them, because I've obviously read a lot, but some of the uh, ones that stood out. The first one... It was written by Julia Beverly. She is a thick-thighed... Uh, <laughs> sorry for being a cat. She is a thick-thighed um, white Nubian goddess, as Charlemagne would say. Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club. And she wrote a book about Pimp C. Pimp C is one, is one half of the legendary Houston rap group UGK, which means the Underground Kings. Um, so, coming up... I didn't listen to a lot of UGK, but living in Saginaw, uh, well, I didn't listen to a lot of music, honestly, as a child. And when I did, it was all R&B. It was like R. Kelly, John B., uh, fucking Usher, motherfucking uh, shit like that. I was an R&B kid. Um, that's one of the uh, things that happens if you're raised by a single mother. Uh, all, that I listened, all that she listened to in the car was R&B and gospel. Um, unfortunately... Gospel to me all kind of sounds the same. Uh, I didn't see the variance in it. Gospel music is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I listen to a lot more. Uh, I listen to a lot more R&B. Anyway. But as I got older, I started getting to rap. So say like 7th, 8th grade. And then uh, in Saginaw, we didn't really gravitate towards 
the New York rap that was taking over the rap scene at that time that was prominent. And Saginaw, we typically tend to listen to things like uh, down south music, Memphis music, Houston music, some Atlanta, but mainly Houston and um, Memphis. Meaning 8-Ball, MJG, uh, UGK, 3-6 Mafia, uh, Mike Jones, Swisher House, all that shit. Um, That was always in the background. So at a certain point, when I started listening to a lot of music, that's when Atlanta took over music. So Usher, Little Chris, Lil John, all that shit. And then I remember Bun B came out. And then I, I knew of him in the UGK group somewhat, but I didn't know any of the, the sync personalities of the two rappers in the group. So long story short, I listened to Bun B. I became a fan. So Pimp C at, the, at that time was in prison. And he had a whole movement of free Pimp C. So I was with it too. Like, yeah, man, Pimp C, so he was a cool dude. Not really knowing who Pimp C was. Thinking that Bun B was the uh, coldest dude in the group because he's the one that's the most prevalent, the most, uh, the most, uh, the most, I can't think of a word. It's, it's, a, it's a little late at night when I, as I record this. But he was the most prevalent in the media. So then when Pimp C got released, it came out with a couple of tracks and they were, they were decent, but I still I was kind of off that whole Bun B wave at the time, unfortunately. And then it had the song uh, with with uh, Three Six Mafia called "I Choose You," as you all know that shit. One of the hottest songs and the videos of all time. And, and Pimp C had a verse that was so fucking cold. I'm like, damn, Pimp C really killing this shit. But at the same time, I didn't think about it much. It faded away. Then the same year that Pimp C got out of jail, uh, roughly. He died of like a, at the time they were saying, an overdose of lean or scissor or drink. That's basically when uh, people take cough syrup, codeine-based cough syrup, mix it, with, mix it with other things and drink it as a, as a means of getting higher and or drunk. And I know he always talked about sipping lean and all that shit. It was a very big down South Texas thing that did populate the Saginaw as well, influenced by that music, unfortunately. Um... And I thought it was sad and stupid that the dude got out of jail then died from fucking sipping on lean. So time goes on. Um, I'm looking for things to read. And my first month of celibacy, you know, kind of occupied my mind and kind of expand my mind. And I looked for like a UGK t-shirt on Amazon or some shit. And I saw that there was a book about Pimp C that had a, a cover that was very engaging. At the same time, I was reading watching interviews on the breakfast club about people talking about this woman writing this book about pimp c and i i put two and two together figured this was the same book and i, and I purchased it along with uh some graphic novels some uh, books by juno diaz which i'll get to at some point if i have time in this episode because i'm running a little long um so i got it i found out that bitch was 700 pages 700 some odd motherfucking pages almost a thousand closer to a thousand pages than 500 pages i'll say that and probably the longest book i've ever read in my fucking life but it was in depth and thorough it went from his pimp C's childhood to his depth and it was uh, it was segmented for different areas of his life and that's when i realized that pimp c was the main progenitor of UGK. UGK was him. Bun B, though he was good, he Pimp C made the beats, had the concepts, set the set the flows up, and then Bun B's had filled in the gaps. 
and I realized that Pimp C, I never knew he was the producer of all the uh, Pimp C, of all the UGK songs I liked, like Pocket Full of Stones, uh, Motherfucking, uh, I Left It Wet For You, uh, I, Nameless Classics. So reading the book, I learned a lot about Pimp C, and I saw a lot of myself in Pimp C. Uh, not to say that I'm, I'm just as cool as he is, but we had a lot of similarities, man. We're the guys who are very, very, our, our vision is lacking. And, uh, but we're cool despite wearing glasses. I don't even think I'm cool, at least. I found out the true artist that he was, how he had a plan for his life. I found out about the fucked up prison systems, which I, which I could go on for years about. Um, I found out why he went to jail, what he did when he came out, issues he had within the group. It was a very, oh, and I also found out about the legendary beef between him and Master P., that resulted in Pimp C being pistol by, by Master P and and fucked up. It's a very fucked up, interesting story. I found out about his, his love life, his women, his, his music, uh, beefs he had with uh, other artists. And it's a very intriguing story. I think everyone, if you're a rap fan, if you're a southern rap fan, if you're a UGK fan, do yourself a favor and read the book. Now, this is where... And I, I would probably say that that's probably my, the, my favorite book that I read this year. Yeah. But um, being that the book was that long, that gives me a perfect segue to probably finish out this episode. It's going to be a part two where I, where I explain other things. I, I Well, I talk about other things I've read this year. But um, it came to a point where... Uh, being that that book was a tome at 700 some odd pages, closer than the, to 1,000 to 500 pages, I uh, actually, um, I would read a chapter of it, then I would read a comic book, then I would read like maybe a graphic novel, that, and that's my reading regimen. When I read these books, I think people think it's weird, so I think it's interesting. I'll let you guys know this. I read three three to four things simultaneously. Like, I read things by the chapter. I read a chapter of a book, I move to another book. Now I may read a comic book. So I kind of have, and I do this because I kind of have reading ADD. I can't keep, my, my books can't hold my attention for hours on end, but I like to read for a long stretches of the day, but I can't simply read one thing at a time. I have to move around. Could be because I'm used to being a comic book reader. I'll go to the comic book store. I'll, I'll drop my hundred some odd bucks, and I read these stories: Batman, Spider Man. Just keep going back and back and back. Say chapters of stories. It's the same thing applies when I incorporate my actual prose to it. Uh, and the same same thing to this day. Like today, for example, as I record this, I'm reading uh, Crying Partners by Donald Gones. I finished. Uh, the Brief Wonders Life of, of Oscar Woe by Juno Diaz, who I'll talk about probably in my next episode of this of this series. I also read um, uh, a Generation X novel from the 90s written by Scott Lobdell, which I probably won't talk about that in depthly. And I'm also reading The Sculptor by Scott McCloud, the guy who, who wrote Understanding Comics and all this shit. Uh, I didn't. I don't like. I think he's a little pretentious, but I do like the sculptor, because it reminds me of. It's an actual graphic novel. It was released in its first uh, presentation 
as a tome. It's an official work of graphic art. So this wasn't a serialized collection that they put together. This is a hardcover original graphic novel. And it reminds me of one of my favorite original graphic novels of all time, Asterios Pollock. And I'll probably talk about this book pretty in-depthly in at some point. Because it's probably, if I finish it by the end of this year, and there's no doubt that I will, I won't. Because uh, I started reading it this morning, or maybe late last night. And I'm on page 165 of 490-something. So, I, I can probably finish this by my next day off. So, I'll be talking about these books more in-depthly. But... That just shows you how even now, I love to read. Reading and podcasts are my two favorite forms of media, period. Um, but when I read, I'm fragmented. I'll read maybe 30 pages of the sculptor. Then I'll go back to Donald Gones. And this morning, I, I was reading about a chat. Well, I, the Brief Wonder Life of Oscar Wall was kind of formatted strangely. I read to a certain point maybe where there's some white space and I'll go over to the Generation Next novel and on my bed right now when I finish these two it shouldn't be too long from now I'm oh and I'm also reading uh, Mongo Studio for Dummies uh, you guys may know this you may not but I, I produce the bulk of the artwork that you see adorning the podcast anything that's drawn in a certain cartoony style that shit saw me and I, and I do most of my artwork in Mongo Studio so I'm reading this how-to book to kind of get some of the ins and outs to be a better manga studio artist so I can learn to program more. But anyway, uh, I also am a big fan of the Invincible comic book series by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker and some other nigga. Uh, what's his nigga, man? Ryan Otley. Um, and I get the Ultimate Collections. I'm on, and I bought five, six, seven, and eight. No, six, seven, and eight recently. So I'm gonna crack into those next. Um, so that just showed you how how my reading style is. But I think I've taken up enough of you guys' time, and that's probably gonna run out. My little segment's probably gonna run out too. So until our paths next meet, I'm drunk and we're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh man. My nigga T, my nigga T. Oh man, oh man. Get that beat, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My baby mama, brother, came and told me some shit. I'm about this nigga talking about it. If she ready, don't speak. I dance, man, I dance, cause I'm fucking this shit. Shit told me I'm just wanna do is ride my dick. When you with the nigga, cause he giving a fat. But every fucking night, I try to break a fucking back. And now the nigga say that he wanna fight But if you fuck around, I put that fire in his life Man, fucking it broad And if he drippin' his song Never let a nigga say you a broad Who's been wrong Ooh, well, I'm fucking this nigga gal now And he know it Got a bit but won't know it Talkin' shit but won't know it Yo, it ain't nothing going on but nuts on naked tricks They never fakin' licks Suckin' dick while I'm takin' shit I do a bitch bad and treat a nigga worse than that And make sure you show him that Fat cat you left with, boy, 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 boy. I left it with, boy, boy, boy.